Welcome to the Live Pacific Northwest podcast. I'm the real Matt Brown, and I've made a career out of helping people lay the foundation for the lives that they want to build. Have you heard that Portlandia joke about how Portland is the place where young people move to retire? You probably have. And I honestly, I disagree. I don't believe it at all. In fact, I think that Portland and the surrounding area is a place where people move in order to follow their dreams, to actually get started on the path that they have always wanted to be on. So much so do I believe this, but in every job that I've had, as well as in my personal relationships, I've set out to be a catalyst in people's lives to help them get there. The reason why I bring this up is because today we're going to be talking about how our homes, where we live, whether it's an apartment, a condo, or an actual house, where we live, we should think of it as our base camp for our entire lives. Not something that we go to and we just crash out and then we're done and then we go back out into the real world for everything else that we want to do. No, our home sets us up to follow through on all of those dreams. I know that a lot of people can think that it's silly to talk about a home and a base camp uh, as the same thing, but in our house, we love to go camping. In fact, we've got it down to such an art and a science that not only do we plan out all of our camping trips for the year in December for the year coming, but we also can pack up and load up all of our stuff without a problem in about 40 minutes. Um, which I think is quite the feat when you consider animals and two kids who like to help but don't help that much. One of the things that we've learned in all of our years of doing this is that, number one, the location that you choose for your base camp kind of sets up the entire trip. If you pick the wrong spot, everything tends to go haywire. For example, if you decide to go camping somewhere that there's no trees and you sunburn really easy. You can do a couple of things to kind of mitigate that. Number one, you can create some sort of shelter so you can sit in the shade and have everybody laugh at you, or maybe that's not the best spot for you. Now, if that sounds uh, too disconnected from where you live, I'm gonna say it's not. A lot of people end up looking on Craigslist for an apartment or going out to buy homes and they say, as long as it's in the city that I want to be in, then I'll be all right. And they end up with a house that doesn't actually help them do any of the other things that they want to do. Say that you're a person who loves to go out to games and you pick a home that is super far away from the city and what ends up happening is every time it's game day, whether it's going to go see the Trailblazers, whether it's going to go see the Timbers, every time there's that burden of, well, I'm going to have to drive 45 minutes there, and I'm going to have to take 25 to 30 minutes to park, and then after the game, after I've been drinking, am I going to Uber home? That's a pretty big bill. So I, I think that the concept of location of your base camp is a great place for us to start. Number one, when you're picking your base camp, you want it close to facilities. Now you can go out in the woods, but let's face it, especially if you have kids like me, it's way better to be able to just walk to the bathroom. You don't want a campsite that's right next to the bathroom because otherwise, not only are you gonna have to deal with the smells, but you're also going to hear all the noise and people lining up early in the morning to go. And I've done that. One of my favorite places to camp is uh, on the Trask River. And more than once um, on our first time out, we kind of misjudged 
how close we were going to be uh, to the bathroom. And we've had to deal with the noise and the racket. And when you want to be resting, you want to be resting. And most importantly, uh, when you want to be smelling good things like what you're putting on the grill, you don't want to be smelling the bad things that are coming out of it. The other thing too is when I go camping, one of my only criteria is that it has to be close enough that I can go fishing. So I have to do the research to figure out that all the rivers uh, that are nearby or lakes are something that's fishable. I don't want to go during a time of year where it's off limits for me to do so. Now, take it back to our homes, okay? Maybe your priority is, um, I want my kids to go to a great school. Well, where your house is, plays a role, or your apartment, or your condo, whatever it is, it plays a role into what schools they can get into. Now, if you've already had a kid, you probably think about this because you've seen what a crummy school can be like. But if you don't, maybe you just bought that house thinking, okay, now this is this is our, our home for the next seven years. And the first three years of school, you realize that those teachers or worse yet, the administration isn't helping those teachers take care of the children and your kids, that's their only option. That can set you up for heartbreak. Similarly, say that you like to get out and go walking and every Saturday or Sunday morning, you wanna to go to your coffee shop. Are there any coffee shops nearby? Is it going to be, well, instead of I walk down there, I'm gonna ride my bike down there? Think about that because a lot of people will say, yeah, well, I'll just ride my bike because I love to ride and then the weather turns bad or they get an injury or any number of other things like there's a cute girl at that coffee shop and they don't want to show up all sweaty. Suddenly, now they're driving. They lose out on the walk that they used to love to uh, have. They will lose out on these ideals that they've put into place. For some of us, it's not that big of a deal. We just roll with it. But other people, that's part of the lifestyle that they're trying to have by moving into their own place. My family loves to camp. What can I say? Being outside is great, but also just being able to get out there and teach the kids how to do things like chop wood, build a fire, tie knots, or um, a couple summers ago, teaching my daughter how to whittle a spear and being a little bit nervous, she might cut her finger off or you know stab a squirrel or something. But then seeing her do it, do it well, be proud of herself, and then uh, not do anything irresponsible was actually incredible. The camping process for us is something that we take very seriously, so much so that we plan out all of our camping trips as best we can uh, in December and January before camping season even starts. We kind of also pride ourselves on the fact that we can load up our car in about 40 minutes, which is pretty good with two kids and multiple animals. All of that goes into saying that we there's some lessons that we've learned, right? You go camping once, you go camping twice, you quickly learn all the stuff you don't want to do, but there are little things that if you're paying attention to other people that you pick up on that makes the whole scenario, whether it's for a day or it's five days or it's a couple weeks, so much better and easier to maintain. One of those things, and probably the most important, and it's where I'm going to start, is the idea of picking the perfect location. And this is what plays into this idea of your home as your base camp. Where your home is located, just like where you set up camp, is so critical to having a good time and getting out of it what you've always wanted that it's basically where all conversations start. The question of where. Now, what's interesting is I find that a lot of folks, when they're on their second home, 
their second place that they're going to live, that's when they really zoom in on the question of location. But first-time homebuyers, a lot of times, they're just like, whatever I can get, I don't care, I'll make it work. Like camping, if you go that route, you can end up getting out there and realizing that what you've you've got is a campsite that's right next to the bathrooms, and all you can do is smell and sometimes hear people using them. Sometimes you get to that campsite, and it's not next to the bathrooms, but you're there to fish, and all the lakes or rivers are off limits for fishing at that time. So then, then what do you do, right? And I think the same, and, and it's very easy and very clear to say, the same goes with your home. Say you're a person that likes to get up and go out in the neighborhood for a walk, and you find out that in your neighborhood, uh, your street has sidewalks, but none of the other ones do. And so you go for a walk with your dog, and then suddenly you're walking on the side of the road, and every time a car comes through, you're freaked out that they might not see you. Maybe you're the type of person who likes to, to go out to coffee shops uh, and restaurants and things like that, and you don't want to have to drive, right? Or take an Uber because it gets expensive really quick. And then you pick a spot where if you'd just done a little bit of research, you would have known that that coffee shop is going out of business or moving locations. Or that bar that you like so much, that restaurant that you like so much is moving locations. You don't end up in a spot where you're not going to actually be able to enjoy what's going on around you. Maybe you're, you're a, a fan of the, of the Timbers or the, the Portland Trailblazers, right? Now, one of the things that we have in the Northwest uh, in Portland, right, is we can jump on the Max and ride in so we don't have to worry about our cars. But what if you pick a spot where you can't get to the Max line? You can't easily jump on a bus and get uh, into the, the stadium. What do you do then? Then you got to drive. Then you got to deal with parking. Then you got to deal with maybe somebody breaks into your car. There's different things that can happen just because you were just uh, anything. Just get me in a home. I tell people all the time that there's this kind of trifecta of things that they need to be aware of when it comes to buying a home. And the first one is location. The other one is quality and then price. And I think that all of these things go into this concept of base camp. That first one for me, location, wherever we go camping, when we do it, I do it with the intent that during the day, I'm going to go fishing. I get up first, I go hit the river, I come back, we eat. If it's really hot out, I take it easy. Maybe we go on a hike, maybe we go scavenging. I don't know. But then as it gets into the evening, I go fishing again. I don't want to end up in a spot where I can't do that. So we do a lot of research and a lot of planning to make it as easy as possible. And so that I don't have to drive to the lake or the river but I can just walk there and I don't have to wake anybody up. These things are the same with my home. Why do I live in the Pacific Northwest? Well, it's an hour and a half to the ocean, right? It's an hour and a half to the mountains and there's rivers and lakes and streams all the way between each of them. It's perfect for me. I love being out in the woods. I love hearing the water run. These things are absolutely critical. I've had lots of opportunities to go other places. I don't want to. I want to live here. In fact, my career path has been entirely around not traveling because it's so good here. Location makes up everything for me. With that said, I'm not independently wealthy, so I've given up on some other things. For example, if I have the location I want, maybe the quality of my home isn't as nice as uh, maybe... I would dream of being in when my kids were a little bit older. 
My house was built in 1949. It's a ranch. Um, what did I need out of it? Well, I needed enough rooms for all of us. I needed an office. I needed a big yard. And that's what I have. Um, house itself is pretty small. People come over and they, they look around and they go, I thought you would be living in something bigger. And I go, I don't need bigger. That's part of the whole location meets quality piece of it. Do things break here because my house is from 1949? Yeah. But guess what? I jump on the YouTube and I figure it out how to fix it myself. Or I end up leaning my head against the wall, which has happened. And I make the sad call to a professional to come help me. And you know what? That's all right, too. All I'm saying is when it comes to setting up your base camp, location is the first key. Does it help you? Do what you want to do with that time. Say you're a young couple and it's going to be your first home. Everything in your life right then should be about building equity and being able to live the lifestyle that you want. So say you have a day job, but you're trying to start a small business. If all of your energy has to go into that day job so that you don't lose it because then you'll lose the house, you're going to be stressed out. And when you come home, it's going to be a lot harder for you to spend that extra time working on those projects. I think about... Um, we have, uh, friends who are into, um, photography and they're trying to get their own photography setup going. Well, how expensive is it to rent a studio when maybe if you just get the right place, a small garage could be turned into a studio and they wouldn't have that extra expense all the time. And then what's even better is if they don't have to travel to the studio and it's in the garage right away, will they be more inclined to work on it? In the evenings and the weekends when they're tired and they just uh, need to take a load off. Yeah, I think that they would. Um, I think about my wife, for example. She started her own business, Remember Flora. And our home isn't exactly equipped for that just yet because there's fabric everywhere. And she needs place, large space to lay things out in order to um, build her uh, quilted wall hangings and her larger quilts and everything else that she's working on. Our home is now having to adjust because this concept came up 10 years after we moved here. Location, uh, huge, huge part of it. But now it's about the utility. Does the home do what we need it to do? And the same goes with your campsite. Is there running water there? Is it safe? Are there bears? Are there raccoons going to be getting into all your stuff? Is there bathrooms? If you have little kids, you're going to want bathrooms. Um, is it flat? Nobody likes sleeping like this. I went on a, a camping trip with uh, some folks uh, this, this uh, last summer, along with getting stung by a, a evil, awful hornet. Um, I ended up sleeping most of the night with my head down. And when I got up, I actually, like, the next morning, I got dizzy and took a few stumbled steps. And people were teasing me like I had drank too much. And it was really just all the, the blood had rushed to my head. Um, it's not a good plan. But the campsite itself, we didn't really think about it. We hiked in and we just picked the first spot that seemed big enough for all of us. Um, several people went up in, uh, you know, hammocks. Some of those didn't work out because there wasn't um, enough trees um, that were big enough to hold them. So all I'm saying is, okay, you pick the location, then you pick the quality of that spot. Sometimes one or the other has to give. Um, the other thing is cost. Are you going to go camping somewhere that you can't afford to actually get there? I hear about these people who go on these, um, backpacking trips across Europe, right? 
Um, and they say, well, I did it with very little money. Okay, how much did it cost to fly out there? How much did it cost to move from one place to the other to the other? That is actually prohibitive for a lot of people. You could do something very, very similar here in the Northwest and camp all throughout southern Washington and into Oregon and just work the, the, the Columbia Gorge. Work that entire area, right? There's no, um, there's, there's no plane cost. Uh, the campsites typically between $20 and $30 is not that much. But you're able to do it as well as you're able to bring your own food, things like that. Cost is a huge factor. When you think about your home as your base camp, right? Cost, it's, it's honestly where a lot of people start when it's their first home. But are you going to spend the money to get the home that you want or the location that you want? If you're independently wealthy, you have it all. But otherwise, you got to be a person who thinks these things through. Another thing that I want you to think about when you're looking at uh, what is the campsite like. I mentioned um, the fact that you know location for me is the biggest driving factor because I want to be able to fish. And we've talked a, a little bit about what things at that campsite should you be thinking about. Well, what about sunshine? What about the concept of I'm very pale and very prone to getting sunburned. I shouldn't go camping in the desert, head out to Bend, have a campsite, uh, maybe a Sun River, right? Have a, sun, a campsite where there's no shade. If I am going to do that, then I need to make sure that I bring some coverings uh, so that I can be successful while I'm there and not worried about, I don't know, exploding in fire. So think about it. If you're moving up here, and you know that the, the gray and the rain might be a problem for you, but up here is the best place for you to get, like start the life that you want to have, whether it's starting your own business, whether it's um, there's a company up here that you want to work for. How light, how well lit is the home that you're going to move into? Because I'll tell you, seasonal depression is a real thing. And the first thing that I do when I come home in the middle of winter is I open up all the windows and I turn on all the lights. Um, this actually has helped me a ton. I didn't do this. I, uh, when I was a kid and I grew up here, I just figured that the winter sucked and that's the time to be sad. And I would spend all my time writing my sad emo lyrics for my bands that I was in. Um, and then somebody told me, Hey, do a couple things. Number one, turn on the lights. Number two, open up all the windows. Number three, get some vitamin D in your system. These things changed how I was able to uh, use those dark winter months to my advantage instead of slowing down and kind of, um, I don't know, caving up and kind of becoming less productive for several months out of the year. So th think about that. Think about if, if uh, you're coming here to be in a band to make music, your home has to be able to enable you to do that. I know that a lot of people go, well, just give me a garage. Well, what if that garage isn't soundproofed and you're driving the neighbors crazy and they're calling the police on you all the time. What if that garage isn't secure and people are able to break in it and steal out your gear? Maybe it's time in that case to think about a basement. But then if you're in the basement, is there moisture, right? These are the things that we think about um, as we uh, try to figure out where are we going to camp? Is that campsite going to enable us to do what we want to do? Um, is it rocky? Now we can't sleep on the ground. Um, is there shade? Is there not shade? Think about all these different things because they play into it. I'm, side note, okay, before I go on, side note. Most of the folks that I know 
say, oh yeah, I get it, I know. And then they tell me how much they hate where they live. Or they tell me that, well, they didn't really make a plan. They just drove out and hoped that they could get a campsite and then they had to sleep in their car. Or they got a campsite, but they didn't realize that they couldn't fish and they just ended up sitting around the campfire. Um, if season allowed them to have a campfire, they just ended up sitting there and being bored out of their minds. Make a plan. Start early. These are the keys to having a great base camp. And that great base camp is going to allow you to have the the hearty life that you want to have filled with the things that you're trying to do. Sorry about the, the tangent there, but let's get back into it. We've we talked about location. We've talked about the quality of the actual spot that we choose. But let's talk about the financial implications as well. When you're going into picking a campsite, you're not going to go pick it in the Swiss Alps if you can't afford to get there. You're going to go somewhere that you can actually afford to be. And what I would advise is leave enough money so that when there's a surprise, like you show up and all suddenly, sudden there's a rainstorm coming in and you didn't pack that gear, you can run into town, get it, and bring it back. But if you spent everything you had, you're screwed, right? Now you're sitting in the rain, sitting in your tent the whole time, six people in a two-man tent just trying to play cards. Don't let that be you. When thinking about your, your home as a base camp, be a person who is wise and has planned. It's one thing for your lender um, to tell you that you are pre-approved for this much. You don't have to use it. If it can be down here that you get a home that's significantly less, but it equips you better to do what you've wanted to do the whole time, that's the direction you should go. Find out what things are free. Find out what things can be added um, whether it's a down, down payment assistance program or there might be some, some grants out there that you can get that can help take some of that financial burden off of you so that you have that little bit extra. Say you move into the home and something, heaven forbid, goes wrong. Or you get there and you realize that that one room you didn't know what to do with would actually be the perfect quilting room if you just had enough storage and shelving, right? Now you got the money leftover that you could you could do that or maybe you're like me and you get that new home and you realize now I can have dogs because I'm not renting anymore and you buy dogs like we just got a puppy um, and you realize just how expensive those little guys are I don't know but give yourself a cushion one of the best things that you can do is to do your research so by starting early, talking to as many people as you can. Give me a ring. I can help you out, whether it's camping or whether it's homes. Either one, but do that research so you know what you're getting involved in. I take a lot of meetings where I meet with business owners, and one of the things that I find out really quickly is that they haven't counted the cost right of what it's going to take to open the, the business that they've been dreaming of. And I help them dial it back. And I help them find resources, whether it's the Small Business Administration here in town, um, or maybe it is actually filing for grants to help them get off the ground. It's a lot of work, but trust me, if you can be open and not sweating and, and freaking out every single night that you're not going to have enough for payroll because you did that work up front, it makes a world of difference. So whether it's in business or let's get back to it, figuring out the campsite and, and making sure that you pick the one uh, that gives you that cushion or the home, right? 
that allows you to have the cushion so that you can continue to do the things that, that you've moved here to do or you grew up always dreaming that you could do. Um, it's an important factor to think about. I think you guys get it. I don't need to keep droning on and on about it, so I'm going to leave it there. Think about your home as a base camp. Where you live right now, is it equipping you to live your dream or just keep going at the pace that you're going at? Because let's face it, if you look at our current economic environment, if you look at the politics, you look at just the tensions that are out there, are you going to get such a big raise or a promotion in the job that you have right now that you're going to be able to magically um, afford that whole new life? Or is it time to start thinking about, just maybe, thinking about making the adjustments based off of your priorities, probably starting with your budget, but also where's the location that's going to help you to do it? Um, and then what are the qualities of that home to help you do it while you're at that job? Some people talk about this idea as your side hustle or whatever, but you're not going to hustle if you hate being there. If your home makes you sick or makes you sad or makes you feel claustrophobic or you have roommates that drive you nuts, you're not, you're not going to have the energy to be able to start building uh, that life upon the foundation that you've set out. If you've enjoyed this at all, please subscribe, please, please like it, please share it with other people. And then, of course, if you live in the Pacific Northwest, Portland Metro area, um, feel free to give me a shout if you ever want to talk in person, um, whether it's, it's uh, business, whether it's, it's home, whether it's relationships. That's what I thrive in, and I would love to grab a coffee or a cocktail with you. Okay.